Hello and welcome to Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Celia Lundman, but most people just call me Landy. I've decided today I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about teaching because that is what I do and how it has changed since I've come to Taiwan. Right in the beginning of our podcast, when he was just born, we talked a little bit about teaching, but I thought I will expand a little bit on that. And it might be good for people who are interested in teaching, like educators, or people who would like to come to Taiwan to teach. First of all, when we think about an English teacher, I think the majority of people will remember their English teacher in high school, who stood in front of the class and wrote on the whiteboard and spoke for 35 of the 40 minutes of the, the English period. Now, although in Taiwan, some foreigners who come here and teach English, they do work in, shall we say, normal schools. Like they work in, I know uh, quite a few elementary schools in Taipei, they have a budget for one foreign English teacher. And then our listeners might remember a few weeks ago, we spoke to a triathlete, Brett, uh, in an interview. He works at a private high school where he's a physical education teacher. So he works at a, what you can call a normal school, right? Either elementary school, a junior high school, or a senior high school. But the number of those foreigners who work in these kind of schools are very small compared to the ones who work in what we call language schools. Language schools are where the students come after they've been to the real school to learn more English. There are also preschools. Preschools are also part of these language schools. So most of the people work in these schools and the teaching method is slightly different from what you remember when you went to school and in your English class. For example, most of these classes, we try to encourage the students to talk because in their normal schools, they get enough grammar and uh, upfront teaching, as we call it, where the teacher stands in front and just bombard them with facts. We try to help them to actually say something in English. And before I say a little bit more about that, I first want to just tell you what I found was the difference between teaching adults and teaching children in these language schools. There are also language schools where adults study. These adults work during the day and then they study at night. Now, what I found is when I came to Taiwan, the children, especially if you take a children class right from the beginning, from day one where you teach them ABC, they only know what you have taught them. So you know exactly what you have taught them, so you know what they can understand and what they don't understand. Whereas the adults, they already know something. And our adult uh, levels in the language school where I work, there were many levels up to level 12. And if you get uh, a level eight, nine, even seven, six, these people can already say something. So they might know more than you think they do, or definitely more than you've taught them because they've been studying since school, right? So that's what I found was the difference. For the children, we had flashcards, we drilled them with the, the vocabulary and then hope they can use the vocabulary later. Whereas the adults, most of our adult classes were conversation classes. So we try to encourage them to speak because they are not so sure of themselves in a conversation situation. Okay, so that was what I found. And then as you know, or as you might remember, I decided to teach mostly adults and I stopped teaching children after a few years. And most of my classes are conversation classes. The Taiwan students have a very good foundation of the grammar. They learn it in elementary, junior and senior high school but they don't get many chances to speak. So that's what we did, or what we do to this day. In the beginning of my teaching career here, the textbooks were not that good. I remember we advertised conversation classes, but the textbook we used was really not a conversation textbook. It was more like a four skills textbook. The four skills means grammar, listening, reading, and writing. And so what we had to do in those days, we had to create 
a lot of supplementary material. And the school where I worked was very, very good with that. The supplementary materials became actually more used than the book itself. In some instances, we had to actually ask the teacher to use the book a little more because the students bought the book. But now there are so many what we call handouts that you, the supplementary handouts, they were so good and there were more than enough of them so that the book was not really necessary. We almost only used the book for the reading parts and the listening and so on, but the, the rest we kind of almost ignored it. And that was a problem because the students paid for the book, so we had to make sure we used the book as well. But as I said, the supplementary materials in that school was outstanding. Our teacher trainers, they created these supplementary materials and it really helped the students to speak. And since then, textbooks have changed a lot. Nowadays, textbooks are so, so much better than they used to be. You can actually open the textbook and there are speaking exercises inside. You don't have to create so many supplementary material. In that sense, the job has become a little bit easier for teachers. And, and that's where we are now. The, the, the life is actually easier. You don't have to prepare for hours and hours. Which brings me to the, a little story I wanted to share with you. So when I started my first adult class, it was uh, the, in the level of intermediate three. We had uh, elementary, one, two, three, intermediate, one, two, three, and then advanced. And I had an intermediate three in my school. And for that level, we had a teacher trainer who not only created outstanding supplementary materials and handouts and stuff, but he also basically wrote a lesson plan for a new teacher. So I came in and I had my training in London, but you know, that training is very, uh, just a foundation. You really learn by teaching in the classroom. I just followed this lesson plan book together with the handouts and the class went really, really well because that specific level was so well developed. At the end of that class, in that school, it was allowed for the students, if they like their teacher a lot, they can request the same teacher again. So the students requested me to teach them again. So now I went from, <laughs> from intermediate three to advanced one. Now the advanced one, lesson plans and handouts, it was just terrible. It was compared to the intermediate three, it was absolutely useless for a new teacher. For an experienced teacher, different story. But remember, I was new, I was just here for two months. And now I had to teach advanced one with the same group of students, but virtually no handouts and no help. Just following the book. And as I told you, the books were terrible, right? And the poor, poor students, they, they must have wondered what happened to our wonderful teacher from last week. Just one week later and he's become completely useless. We never talk again. We never interact, we never practice our conversation. All we do is listening and reading what happened to our teacher. I felt so bad for those students. And needless to add, at the end of Advanced 1, I was not requested for, for Advanced 2 because unfortunately I, I just didn't have the experience to make that book work. But that changed through the years. You get more experience and now I'm sure if somebody gave me the same book, I could probably do a little bit better job. Another story I wanted to share with you is uh, if you have a fairly big class, like say over 20 students, and now with these new books, as I mentioned, there are lots of conversation activities inside and they are for pairs or groups of three or groups of four. So all the time you make little groups or pairs of people and you, you let them speak to each other, whatever you say, for example, today we practiced, let's make a really simple example. We practice adverbs of frequency, right? How often do you do something? 
So you teach them, okay, here are the correct words. We say once a week, twice a week, three times a week, once a month, once every three months, and all those words you teach them. But now you want them to use it. So you make a list of questions with how often do you, and then whatever, right? Like how often do you eat out? How often do you go on a long holiday or whatever? And then hopefully they will use those words once a month or whatever, right? So if you, uh, my students tend to always sit in the same seat in the class. Now, if you always let the students speak to the one next to him, it might get a little boring. Maybe the one next to him has a slightly lower level than him. He might not like the person very much. Who knows? So I try to mix it up. Sometimes I let them speak to the student behind them. And then sometimes I do other things. I just pair them up. I just say, Johnny, your partner is uh, Susie. You two get together and talk and so on and so on. Another way you can do this pairing up is to let them count. All right. Say, for example, I have 24 students. I let them count, I let them shout out the number. I, sh I point to them and they say, the first one says one, and the next one says two, and the next one says three, until they get to eight, and I say, okay, you are one again. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So now the three ones can become a team, right? It should be random, depending on how they count it. So what I actually want to tell you after this long explanation is, one day I had 24 students, and I wanted them to count from one to eight. So I said, right, let's find partners. I want you to count from one to eight. But the student who was sitting in the number three position, you know, one, two, and then the third student, she was busy in her book. She didn't pay much attention. So she heard the teacher say, count one, two, eight. She missed from one <laughs> to eight. She just heard the teacher say, count one, two, eight. And she thought she must do what the teacher says. So I said, okay, everybody understand? Here we go. So I point to the first guy, he says one. I point to the second guy, he says two. I point to the students, he says eight. I go, what? She goes, you said count one, two, eight. <laughs> so I meant from one to eight, but she thought I, they must say one, two, eight, one, two, eight, one, two, eight, and so on. Anyway, the class, the whole class had a very, very good laugh about that one, and it never happened again. So in the classroom, there are many funny and happy moments, and hopefully the students can have a little bit of fun and also learn something. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. I hope you found it useful if you are an educator or you're thinking about teaching English in a foreign country and also that you like the, the stories and that one day uh, you'll have many stories of your own. So that brings us to the end of this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and until next week, goodbye. <laughs>